your face has a very different skin than your scalp, you need a different solution for your face. And that's when we thought, okay, this is the kind of communication and language that we really want to pick up, right? And it was very funny. People would not, what is what is Dadi Gare? It was the, was the kind of question which was going around a lot. Beard oil? What is beard oil? Why would people use beard oil? Doesn't it stick to your face? Wouldn't it give you pimples? The weirdest question was, my phone would become oily if I apply beard oil, which was actually a genuine question. Hello and welcome to this episode of Direct to a Billion Consumers. My name is Arjun Vaidya and I'm your host. Today, I'm very excited to have one of my favorite founders, Ashutosh Valani. Ashutosh is the founder of one of India's most iconic consumer brands, Beardo. He was one of the first entrants in the men's grooming space and with amazing marketing and branding, actually built this category in India. I'm most excited to have this conversation because like me, Ashutosh built and exited his first business. He's someone I've learned a lot from and I really enjoy talking to him. So I'm really sure and I hope you do too. Welcome to the show, Ashutosh. Hi Arjun, thanks for having me here. We're very excited to be a part of this conversation. So Ashutosh, you know, founder journeys are very important to me and my life had a lot to do with why I started Dr. Vedyas. Everyone knows the journey of Ashutosh after starting Beardo. But tell us about your journey until you started Beardo with your college mate Priyank. Sure, sure, absolutely. So me and Priyank have been great, great college buddies. You know, you, you always have that friend in, in, in college that you that you look up to or look upon, right? And he's your, you know, mental support, your 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 backup, you know, when you when you when you are in trouble, right? So I think that was how we were back in college, me and Priyank. Then I left to pursue my my postgrad business to London in Brunei University. That's when Priyank also started doing his MBA. I got back after a year and a half in, in 2009. And that's when me, me and Priyank got back together. You know, we were just going around old times. And that's when he thought, you know, that what I saw in London is going to happen in India very, very soon. Where the whole e-com ecosystem is, is going to be the next big focus for India. And we should not miss out on that one. And that's when we thought, you know what, let's give Indian consumers what they love the most. It is deals on the products that they really don't want, sometimes. So we thought, you know what, why not start offering products at a heavy discount and bring out this, this whole concept of a daily deal website here in India and see how it goes. That's when we keep up with our first venture, which was called ArchkeyItem.com. So ArchkeyItem, the whole funda was to make it sound funny. But, but at the same time, very logical because it was a daily deal website. So, ArchKD kind of a thing, ArchKD item. And we used to, then, then we decided, okay, now we have the website ready, it's set up, now what do we do? So, we said, okay, let's start getting goods from, you know, India. Let's, let's start importing goods from China and see how, how we can get them in. So, the first shipment that we got was a pen drive. Like a shipment of pen drive that we really wanted to give to the consumers for like half the price. So the first shipment of housing units arrived and me and Priyank were ecstatic because it was half the price and Pentai was the in thing back in 2019. So we thought, oh my god, we have hit the jackpot. I think if we keep doing this, it is, you know, it is gonna be great. What happened is this. It got sold out. 1,000 units of Pendrive within the first week of you launching a website. A thousand consumers giving you 50% of kind of monies and trust, and they buy the Pendrive. And suddenly we come to know that a Pendrive is a scam. So that 1GB pendrive only really had 32 MB of space in it. And we really got upset with it. We really got scammed by those suppliers. And we had to then reach out to all those household consumers. We had to apologize. We had to refund their money. We took it all back. And that was really our first mini loss failure of starting a company. And that's when me and Brian said, okay, this is not how we have to work. We have to really get through every product. We have to try and test it. We have to make sure that we don't have consumer complaints. 
and that's how we started building our own website and and brand for us back in the day and by the time we were figuring this out the ecosystem of of ecom had blew up here so the amazon the flipkart the snapdeals have had started becoming big like really huge and that's when we thought you know what why not why we just limit it to our own website and why not sell it to on those ecom platforms as well so we started doing that and actually we started doing that just from you know serving 50 or 100 consumers a day we started serving about 10000 consumers within the first 3 years of doing the shift and that's when we realized that this is our chance if we want to build something we have to identify a particular category and make a name for ourselves and because we were doing this for almost 4 years we thought who better than us now would really understand this particular space So I actually didn't know about that first business, but but I think you know when you guys started in 2015, men's grooming and insurgent brands was a new space, right? So what got you excited about it, and how do you know this was going to be a big opportunity? So I think both of these are connected. Why we were trading into all of these goods? We then expanded our range to about 12, 12 different categories while we were trading on on these all all of these platforms. One of the categories that we were doing or we were distributors to was also men's grooming. So we we had distributed ship to a lot of Dior brands and a lot of perfume brands, and that's when we thought that what is happening right now is there is a lot of demand for a lot of male-oriented products, but there are not a lot of offerings for it. And that's when we thought that okay, this is our time to probably create a men's grooming brand in India, which is not just related to shaving or Dior, which offers a degree solution to male or men of India. Now the initial factor came into play when me and Priyank both used to have beards since since the college days. So we used to think, what do we do with this, right? Because we have had a lot of abuse from our family and friends of you know why is your beard not proper, why don't you trim the beard, and you know what what is going on. And I'm sure there were a lot of people like us who really would have loved to have some grooming products so that they could really not you know depart by shaving their beards. And that's when we thought that if there was a niche to get into. the hearts of the male audience of india i think beard is something that would really connect well and that's when we thought that let's pick up a niche let's become the kings of those niche and try to educate gain trust for the brand and then grow from there rather than just saying that okay we are now into men's grooming and and this is our face wash and this is the best face wash that is not what something that we are trying to do and that's when we thought you know what let's bring a solution which makes people happy which connects to their core and, and values and also this process create a whole new segment in india and that was a challenge that we took upon ourselves So I think you know in the early days it must have been difficult, right? You're selling products that people had never seen before. So how were you able to convince customers that no, you need this product? Because when you started actually beard grooming, men's grooming, it was a category basically inexistent in India, right? Tell me some stories about how like you had to convince those customers this is something they needed. Oh sure, sure, absolutely. So I think when you're doing this small feedback, you know, event or activity, so we get together 50 people. Out of which 25 had beard and 25 did not have. So we started, you know, asking some hygiene-related questions. Then we started moving those questions to grooming of what they use, what they don't use. And apparently, when we came to the question of how do you groom your beards, right? What what do you use? So we said, "Arey, daddy ke liye thodi na alag tail hota hai. Wo to baalon ka tail daddy mein lagata hai." And that was the whole scenario. That even if you wanted to shine your beard, you used to use your hair oil, your your normal hair oil on your beards. And that's when we thought, okay, if we are able to change the story of saying that, okay, your face has a very different skin than your scalp, you need a different solution for your face. And that's when we thought, okay, this is the kind of communication and language that we really want to pick up, right? And it was very funny. People would not, what is what is dadi kare? It was the was the kind of question which was going around a lot. Beard oil? What is beard oil? Why would people use beard oil? Doesn't it stick to your face? Wouldn't it give you pimples? 
the weirdest question was my phone would become oily if i apply beard oil which was actually a genuine question i said yes absolutely if you apply beard oil and then you use a phone your screen would probably be all oily and sticky right and we just started solving those questions while we were making our first product which was the beard oil and we came up with a solution which was a non sticky many fragrant oil which does not stick and gives a very nice essence to the beard and that's what started changing the whole you know scenario and that's when we thought even though men as a market may not be open to acceptance certain acceptance would come if we really speak the language if we really communicate in the way that they really would like to understand and that's what we started to do very interesting and i think those early stories about category creation are things that a lot of our listeners can learn from but you know beardo as a brand had some of the coolest marketing campaigns i've ever seen right i want to say that in you guys in some way started viral marketing for consumer brands so how do you think of marketing and what's the secret sauce behind these campaigns one of the things that we knew in the very early days was we don't have a lot of money so we have to be bootstrap we have to be very careful on how we market and what we do and we only have digital and social media as a weapon to really market so we have to use it very carefully we have to see what the people on social media do what they like how they like it and how can we reach out to those people right how do we make the most out of what they are doing what are the activities they are indulging in and give a similar kind of an activity language to them and probably have them indulge into that so rather than becoming a product based brand we wanted to become a brand that also has products Hence, we had this team of crazy, young, passionate people who wanted to do something different, which was never before seen. And we were always, we always believed in very unconventional ways of marketing. We never thought that doing a TVC kind of an advertisement or you know trying to just show benefits of a product would really help. We really need to make a difference, and to do that, we had to try a lot of different things. So we always try to do something which was never done before, which was never seen before. One of such campaigns was a song that we created, which was called "Such a Beardo." So, which was more about to do that beardo is a characteristic and is actually not a brand. So every person has a beardo in him. How do you bring it out is what we are trying to figure out. So we so we created this this anthem, which was called "Such a Beardo." It was a viral campaign. A lot of actors, a lot of you know influencers, a lot of people really loved it. We had a hook step to it where we had most of our you know consumers do the step on you know Instagram share it, and that's how we started knowing that this is what people like to do. They don't want to be told buy this. This is better for you. They just want to be given some knowledge and let them make the decision whether they want to buy or not. And that is what really worked for us. So rather than forcing something down their throat, we said, look, here is a solution for your problem. If you want to buy, this is it. But you can always come to our brand and enjoy what we are making, rather than just the products. And I think that amalgamation or that marriage really works so well that people started appreciating us as a brand rather than just the product. Yeah, I think you're right, right? You have to enjoy the brand more than just use the product. And I think that you guys did that really well, right? So Ashutosh, unlike Dr. Vedas, Beardo also grew as an omni-channel brand, right? You had offline presence. You were both online and offline. Tell us how you manage both these channels. I think our vision was very clear in who our audience was and how were we going to reach them. We always knew that we will be a digital-first brand because that is the best way to go forward when you're growing a brand in the in the very early days. But there was also a focus area on how do we reach the target audience and make sure that we get them to use our product. Because not everybody will be able to afford and probably try something online, right? Because the impulse can only go so much. In men, what we also saw was men normally use a product which is referred to them. 
and that's when we decided that digital only will not cut it. We have to go offline. But now here was a challenge. How do we go offline when we don't really have the experience? So we can just have a digital, sorry, an offline network into GT stores. So we decided, why not pick salons? Because a man definitely goes to a salon at least once a month. He may not really visit a superstore or or a pharmacy store or a normal GT or a Kirana store. So why not have the stylist refer our products to them, have them use it while 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 they're servicing their needs, and that's when probably they will experience the product and would would want to buy. And that's when we decided that if we do this, this will not only grow the brand, but it will grow the brand plus the credibility. And this is how we also have more and more people use the product. And hence we started developing one of the biggest networks which have been created in the last 10 years into salons. We were available in 10,000 plus salons, making us one of the biggest brands in India to be available in salons for men. And that became about 35% of our business while we were exiting the business. So that was almost 35 to 40% of the chunk which, which was coming from salons and having a premium beauty store. I remember in my my salon, I, I cut my hair in a place called Precious, and I I remember Beardo products and Beardo branding. Actually, you had these nice sort of logos and and, and presence in the stores. So so I totally remember that. But you know, Ashmoosh, you talked about the exit as well. As you did raise some capital from angels and investors until you eventually exited the business to one of India's largest FMCG majors, Marico. Right. So as someone who's also exited a consumer brand, I know this decision isn't easy. So can you tell us about the thought process sort of how you decided that they were the right home for your baby, if I can say that? Sure, sure, absolutely. So once we raised our, our scale capital from VCAX, which was about 2 to 2.5 crores back in 2016, we were then trying to figure out of what would be a longer game for us, right? How do we do this? How can we have and create a successful brand, create a ripple and a wave into the Indian consumer market for, for you know, male grooming products and at the same time reap the benefits? And there were very limited options of how a successful entrepreneur can really, you know, mint out of what was being created. And one of the best options is to actually exit the company, right? Is to sell. Because after a certain point of time, it's best that a that that a bigger player really comes and grows the business faster, then you can after a certain point of time and at a certain scale. So that's when we while we were talking to VCs to raise our next round, we were actually looking at you know strategic partners also. Because while you would grow, this, you would the amount of learning that you can get from already a billion dollar player in the Indian industry, nothing like it, right? That is priceless. So that's when we decided, you know what, if in the earlier stage, if we can identify that we are going to exit this business in the next three or five years and we can build it to a certain amount of scale, why we are doing that, we can do it with a partner which has already done, which has already been doing this for the uh, past 30, 40, 50 years, we would learn so much more that in our next ventures that will be very very helpful to scale that even greater and further and that's when we decided you know what rather than having a, a, a dream of an IPO which, which every entrepreneur's dream is this is also a dream where you get a successful and a very standard exit out of a great brand and hence we decided in 2017 that we are going to have a strategic partner which was Marico so we raised a little bit of money from there and then we decided that we will be exiting a business after a certain scale after 3 years and that's what we did in 2020 last year and I think that is now sort of coming more to the ecosystem. I think you were the, the first guys to be able to do this, but I think more and more consumer entrepreneurs are understanding the value and, and sort of figuring out this as a as a model as well. And and seeing your experience, we did something very similar. But you know, Ashush, I still get goosebumps when I see the Dr. Vedya's logo anywhere, right? It still feels like there was a lot of me in that brand. 
how do you look back at your time at beardo and and the way the brand still continues to thrive today absolutely in fact not only you when i see doctors you talk about this i i think of you so it's it's actually inbuilt right so when i see beardo i don't really think that this is something that that is already gone or or, or the baby is now being brought up by some 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 other person it is always going to be a part of you right because you were a part of doing this it feels amazing it feels surreal that something that you created is now in in good hands and is even growing faster and the justice which is happening to the brand is even much more than what you could have done and i think that makes me happy to see and the fact that i will always be a part of this brand no matter how active i am with the brand will will really do your know, wonders so i think when i see it i also get goosebumps and i think it is it is a great thing it is it is a feeling of great pressure i i just wish that a lot of entrepreneurs actually get to feel it no i i agree with you i think i'm i'm so glad to see the opportunities open up for entrepreneurs to get outcomes like this but but after beardo you actually hit the ground running pretty quickly So tell us about Rene and Villain and your new ventures and how it feels to be back in the game. So actually, the plan was not to do that. The plan was to take a long vacation and enjoy and let it sink in that we have finally, you know, given away our baby, right? But we never got the chance, you know. Unfortunately, with everybody else, we we also got stuck. So we said, you know what? Let's let's just not waste time and let's just get on doing what we think needs to be done. And that's when we thought of the two major categories that we were really contemplating on since a very long time. Because the exit was confirmed, we were looking into certain categories that we thought could make a difference and could be our next beardos or even bigger actually. And that's when we came across uh, you know color cosmetic as as one of the categories and lifestyle as the other. Not a lot had been done in both of these categories. Not a lot of new age brands had actually came in and made a difference. So I thought, you know what? We have done it once. You know, let's take this again on our shoulders to create something new with with these two categories. And we started right away. And we launched both the brands back in September 2020. And it has been doing phenomenally well. I mean, Rene has its SKU is in probably top two or three selling products online in the beauty space. So does Villain with its top selling perfume. So I think we have now got the nerve of. What is to be done in the digital space? How do we grow channel by channel, channel offline, online? How do we speak to the consumer? So you have a pulse of the consumers as yes, well, right? Yes. The way you oh. built your you built your brands, you have a pulse of the consumers, and I think that yeah, I think it's it, it's amazing to see what you've learned being implemented the second time and the third time round. But you're now an active angel and evangelizer of the consumer brand ecosystem, right? You've made more than twenty investments yourself. So tell us what. You look for in a founder, and how you see the future of consumer brands evolving in India. Sure, absolutely. I think see, we have earned everything that we have today from this ecosystem, and we believing in you know giving it back, and you know trusting founders how we were probably four five years ago. And we see a lot of enthusiastic you know founders who are doing great stuff, and we really want to back them up and help them however we can. We want to be an active part of this 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 ecosystem. This This new age D2C era where you know people are trying to build brands, they are not afraid, and we just want to back them up, no matter what. And that's why we have now you know we have converted ourselves into angels and you know advisors and you know supporters of of these guys, of these young ones of today. Also, I think what I see is how a founder is driven, what are the intentions, and how big is the market that they deal in. I think these are the three factors that we look into in any founder or any company that that we you know invest or support. I think that is very important, right? Because the founder's mindset is what is going to create the brand. It is not the product that you are selling. It is a vision that you are selling, right? And it is very important that the founder is very clear on what he or she really wants. 
and what big trends do you see happening in in D2C in the years coming forward from someone who's been part of the ecosystem for so long? Oh, I think this is just the start. The D2C, the digital era of D2C, the change is just happening. The wave has just started. So I think we are going to see some wonderful brands coming out of this in the next three to five years. We are going to see some great innovations into this, which was not possible before, right? Because to innovate and create a brand, say ten or twenty years ago, was a huge task. Needed huge funding. Needed a lot of experience. But today, I think people can do it thanks to the thanks to the digital age. Thanks to the accessibility today, uh, that they can reach out to more people with less resources, and I see a great India or a digital India happening in the next five years, which will have some beautiful stuff. And I think it's so nice to have folks like you give back to the ecosystem as well. I think after my exit, that was one decision that I took. Whatever I do next in life, I think this ecosystem has given us a lot. So it's important for us to support and mentor and and advise the next generation of D2C founders from our experience. So Ashutosh, sort of ending the conversation with tradition that we have on this podcast. It's a quick rapid fire round. There's only one rule. You have to say the first word that comes to your mind. So I'm going to start with favorite brand. Beardo. What's your go-to brand at a grocery store? Bajaj. Online or offline consumption? It's an easy one. Online, absolutely. Android or iOS? Android. I'm a big Android fan. Though I'm using, I'm talking via AirPods, but I think Android is my game. What's the app you spend the most time on? Instagram. And since we can't really travel right now, which is the first place you'll go to once the world opens? Oh, I really want to travel to Mykonos Island, Greek island. So it's a beautiful place. I really want to just go there, enjoy, relax a bit. That's the place that I want to go. Awesome! So hoping the world opens soon and we can go to Mykonos together. But Ashutosh, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you, and it's so nice to see your journey and and what you're doing next. For all of you, thanks for listening. I've learned a lot from this episode, and I hope you have as well. Until the next episode, I'd love to hear back from you on feedback, questions, or anything else. I'm available on Instagram at abvedya and on LinkedIn at Arjun Vedya, and I'd love to chat. Also, don't forget to click the subscribe icon, and if you like what you heard, please click the share button and share with family and friends. We're nothing without our listeners. Once again, thanks so much to Ashutosh for being here. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Ashutosh. It was a pleasure.